for joining us uh, another episode this time it's just me and Jared we're talking slasher films Friday the 13th in fact mm-hmm. now we've been through a fair selection of the, the franchise so far oh, like one two Robert. three nine Jason ten X. and the remake I think we've covered all of them so oh and five how could I forget five I laid the slippery big yeah, we tried <laughs> So, we're going to cover Friday the 13th, Part 4, the final chapter. Before we get to that, though, a quick round the grounds. I had a very short week. I haven't seen a lot since we last recorded. I saw Brightburn. Mm -hmm. Look, I enjoyed it for what it was, just like you. I felt that there were some really good ideas, and, and the idea in general is good. But it just lacked a little for me. Like, I felt they could have gone further. They could have gone to different places. Mm. They sort of played it a little safe, maybe. Um, But I enjoyed it, and I liked the idea. I think the idea is fantastic. But that was it for me. Right. Anything Um, for you? Yeah, I was pretty pretty quiet on that front as well. Um, I finished Slasher. Season three, sl- Slasher Solstice. Hey! <laughs> Look, I absolutely buried it the fir- in the first episode, but quite honestly, the last three to four episodes, probably the last three, I actually really enjoyed them because you you trimmed the trimmed the fat. All those terrible characters were were gone for the most part. Still wasn't that great, and what happens is kind of it's telegraphed, but. I go back for season four. My actively. <laughs> I mean, I didn't particularly like season three, but I like slasher television, mm, yeah. so I'll take it. Yeah, and yeah. quite frankly, Solstice was super violent, yeah. super gory. Yep. And I kind of enjoy that they kind of you can go for it. Yeah. So on those sort of services. I know you were a fan of season two more than this one. More for the location. I actually yeah. thought season one probably had the best story. I was kind of yeah. Season one for me is probably still. Still a little bit better than the other ones, but I actually liked this one better than season two because season season two just left me cold. It was the one that ramped up the violence and everything, but, yeah. it, but it left me cold. The the characters, yeah. This one was similar in a lot of ways. I liked the setup that everyone was in the same apartment building, and you know it was classic slasher setup. You've all got something to answer for, basically, hmm. but. Once it trimmed the fat a little bit, I felt there was a couple of characters that I was more interested in in this one. Possibly, yeah. I think two for me worked because it just had all the hallmarks. It was cliched as hell, mm. but it was classic slasher all the way from the summer camp environment, from the we did something bad 12 months ago and now mm. it's coming back to get us. I know what you did last summer type of thing. Yeah. I loved it from that perspective. And the, and the way that has, the summer camp was now dressed in snow as well. Yeah, that yeah. Cool look. See, that was the, the isolation was was far more believable too. Whereas this one, you know, an apartment building under intense police pressure because of all the murders. Notice there was only two cops. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you can still continue to slash through the whole of the entire apartment building, even though everyone knows this. And they tried to do, to sort of. Beat, go around that slightly by saying kind of like it was a shitty apartment mm. and it was kind of a place where people didn't go 
But I didn't really buy that within no, about two episodes. Not at all. Christ, I'll tell you what, though. And that, killing that blogger girl, oof, she was definitely one who had to go. She was terrible. Just... She was one of the worst characters, and she lasted for quite a while. About six episodes. Yeah. Um, the, the only other thing I watched is the latest episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Ah. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because, you know, I would recommend everybody watch it, but this episode involved the organisation of a vampire orgy, and I was <laughs> in stitches. Matt Berry was in his fucking element. He was absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, if you haven't seen that, I think next week might actually be the end of the first season. So it's a nice, compact run. I think it was about, uh, oh, what is it? It's about 10. I think it might only be 10 10 or 11 episodes or something in the first season. They're all only about 20 to 23 minutes. Good. And it's actually uh, really smart. It's it's just hilarious. (laughs) That was me. Okay. Before we get into it, another quick one. Rambo's back. The teaser trailer for Rambo Last Blood dropped. I told you it was going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, never, I never, never thought Simon would let me down. He never has. You've been championing this for, for months now. <laughs> Ever since you heard about it. I mean, Simon's got a sore ass to me, Booty. <laughs> <laughs> Booting him around ever since the bloody concept was brought up about yeah. four years ago. Yep. Um, uh, look, look, the trailer looks great, partially because I just love that that, that kind of uh, haunting type of music they put to it and everything like that. Mm. Obviously, you know, the proof will be in the pudding when all those sequences are actually shown yeah. connected to something else. Yep. But the trailer really worked. And, you know... Who doesn't want to see a 70-year-old man kick some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said to you, my only misgiving is that now that I've seen John Wick 3, um, if Rambo doesn't kill the equivalent of the entire population of New York City, I'm not, I'm not uh, sure how that's going to hold up. But, yeah, he's uh, a little behind the eight ball. Yeah, done. given that he's in a kind of uh, rural sort of looking setting, I don't think there's going to be enough people there. We're the numbers, there. Rambo. We're the numbers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, looks, it all looks pretty good. It yeah. all looks... Pretty much in line with what you were hoping for. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't see too many cowboy hats and, and tight pairs of jeans. We didn't see a lot of that. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good. He was, he was shrewd to go away from that. Look, Sylvester, I will say this. Sylvester Stallone knows how to wring the final chapter out of his characters well. And Does he? Did, he, he well, hasn't done it yet. <laughs> what I mean is he did a great job with Balboa. That was supposed to be the final. Yeah, no, but he, but but then Rocky segued into a different role. See, I would say the opposite. I'd say he knows how to set up the final chapter, but then when it's successful, <laughs> he very quickly thinks there's a few dollars left in this. I better better see if I can squeeze just that little bit more out. Of it. Um, no, but even the last Rambo, yeah, that he gave us, yeah, was was kind of like you know, it was a nice. It was a farewell. <laughs> Rambo's got nine lines the mug rule but you know what I mean like it felt right where Rambo was he kind of knows where his characters are 20 years later Mm. you know this is where Rambo would be and I think think Rambo's going to be in uh, in 10 years time I don't know 80 year old Rambo's going to be <laughs> I think Rambo might get the car cut at the end of this film, but it won't yeah, be from getting so. shot. He'll have a fucking heart attack or something on the way out. Yeah, look, it definitely looked good. Just keep keep your keep your yourself ready for Rambo. I think it's September, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. September. 
Rambo, I'll be finished. Well, if, yeah, if, if, if we don't know, I'm sure you'll let us all know. <laughs> You're the film's biggest supporter and have been I'll, all the way I'll through be that. the first in line and then the first one to kick the shit out of it. It's rubbish. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Jason is back. Three times before, you have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Because Friday, April 13th, will be Jason's unlucky day. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, rated R. Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter from 1984. Directed by Joseph Zito, who gave us uh, one of uh, my personal favourite slashes, The Prowler. Produced by Frank Mancuso Jr., who produced Species and April Fool's Day. The story was by Bruce Hadimi Sakao, and the screenplay was by Barney Cohen. Now, Barney Cohen worked on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. Corey Feldman is Tommy Jarvis, Kimberly Beck's Trish Jarvis, Crispin Glover plays Jimmy, and Ted White is Jason Voorhees. The budget was $2.6 million, and it made $32 million in the United States. And just a bit of trivia here. This is an interesting thing because it actually comes back a little bit towards what they tried to do in Part 3, strangely enough. Barney Cohen initially wrote a scene that had Jason fondling Trisha's breasts at the end of the film, but it was vetoed by producers. Director Joe Zito was not a fan of it because it made Jason seem too human. I remember part three's situation with the whole mm. rape or alleged type yeah, of yeah. sexual assault. So I'm not really sure what he would have been thinking when he wrote that. No. Because by this stage, Jason has become just a mindless killer. Yeah. So it kind of didn't work. So I can see why they vetoed it. Smart move. I'm glad they did. All right, Jared, thoughts? It's probably the high point of the series. Everything's just a little bit, just done a little bit better than some of the others. Jason is really solid. It's directed well. We don't see, you know, we don't see much of him. He's actually, he surprises you a few times. Like he just lunges into a shot when he's, yeah. when he's coming to attack someone and things like that. The characters, although there's a few paper-thin examples, as usual, there's a couple that are more interesting than we usually get in the series. Having the kid is something that we haven't seen a lot, and it worked pretty well. All in all, it's got—I mean, it's got the usual warts, but but for a for a Friday the Thirteenth and a slasher in general, it's it's definitely a really enjoyable one. Pretty well done. I would almost go... Being on the slasher scale, Jared. Well, I would almost go for a four. Very solid. If I was just, just, you know, ranking it up against every other film, it wouldn't go that high. But in terms of, like, the series and putting it up against some other slasher flicks, I probably should be going for more of a three and a half, but enjoyment factor for me, I'll... I'm going on a four. Go with a four. Mm -hmm. I'll join you on a four. I totally agree. It has got everything that a slasher movie should have in the 80s. So it's got the, the gore, the inventive kills, the nudity, the, you know, little bit of humour, the jump scares, that type of thing. But there's just a little jump in the quality across the board. I actually think Tommy is a really good character because I didn't realise, I'd forgotten that those little bits that they had about him, mm. extra bits, like he's kind of like the man of the house. 
Yeah. He has to fix the car and all that. He knows a lot more than you think. They can't dwell on it, obviously, because it's a slasher movie and you've only got a certain amount of time. But it was a really, it was a nice little couple of little nice pieces added to his character. Yeah. And Corey Feldman is very good mm. as a as a young child actor. He was excellent. Was very good. <laughs> Don't ask him to put on an impromptu concert at a <laughs> at a baseball game. But as far as acting is concerned, as as a young child, he's very good in this yeah. movie. Personally, it's my favourite Friday, and it's also my favourite Jason. He is super menacing and super aggressive, and there's mm. still that scare factor about him that, that disappears after this movie. But um, overall, four out of five. Really enjoyed it. It's real zippy too, 90 minutes, and it zips past real quick. Mm. All right. Likes. Let's get into it. Straight into it. The little, the little intro recap to start, I liked how... Like, they did this in a couple of them, if I recall correctly. I believe this is to um, John Fury telling the story by the campfire, is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. But they kind of make it a little greatest hits package as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they show a few of the kills and they, you know, fans of the series don't really need that, but it's a cool little way to intro it, like, for two minutes or so. You get the backstory, which is, you know, every time... It's probably of the thinking that every... Uh, Someone will, will have watched this as their first Friday the 13th movie, you know. Yeah. So they get that audience, but for the people that have seen the others, they give you, as I said, that little greatest hits package of some of the moments from the previous films. So I was pretty happy with that. Pretty well, happy well, with that. Well, it's kind of smart because yeah. they were cranking these out yearly. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what you're trying to do is just kind of. Keep... <laughs> you wouldn't have forgotten anything. <laughs> oh, no. You walk out of part three straight into part four. <laughs> Yeah, they weren't exactly, um, they weren't taking their time, no, I'll put it that way. No. But I just think it's a smart move. Yeah. Because you come back a year later, you get a quick greatest hits, it's maybe two minutes worth, mm. and you know where you are. And it's it's actually more important in this one, because it opens it directly at the end of three. Yeah. So it's actually very important to know what ended up happening. I also love that opening shot, and this is just, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a few generic likes, but and then go into the deeper stuff, but... I love that. I actually love the, the, the effort they put in um, when they pick Jason up and put him on the... And they mm. have, like, a helicopter hovering in the sky. They, yeah. they put a bit of effort into it. Yep. Have the ambos turn up. And then there's this just fantastically haunting shot at the end of all that where the everyone clears out yeah. and the cops and everything, and there's just sitting there for, like, ten seconds yeah, just yeah. staring at the, the, the barn. darkened barn. Good shot. Got questions later on, but I did like that as well. I it, it just it just felt a little bit kind of unnerving. Yeah, it was nice, what you get. nice little filmmaking touch. It was yeah. kind of like, you know, it was kind of like we're back to we're back to square one here. With, yeah. you know, everyone's everyone's gone. You're on your own again. <laughs> like, yeah. Now the key one for me was, and I said it in my my general thoughts, but it, it hits the required beats of a slasher film. Yeah. Right. But it does it well. It never kind of gets bogged down. No. Um, even though Jason doesn't do much for the first 40 minutes. No, he's, he's actually, not in it quite as much as, as some of the other ones. Yeah. Which could be seen as a good thing in, in a lot of ways. Plus it's quite, like, they, they you, wouldn't, you wouldn't say the jump scares really got you. No. Greatly. No. 
But because a lot of it's shot in kind of darkened rooms and stuff, it actually, uh, yeah, the corkscrew scene, for instance. Yeah. He comes out of he nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. You don't yeah. even see him there, and then suddenly he just comes out of nowhere. And you're expecting it, but you're not necessarily expecting that. Yeah. You're expecting that perhaps you'll get a shot of him fucking lumbering into the doorway and then doing what he what he does, you know, especially coming off part three, which which had all those 3D tricks up its sleeve where you'd see Jason and then he'd, you know, fling the axe at it or whatever. It was nice to to go back to that sort of, you know. Felt a little bit like from. two. <coughs> yeah. Two did similar things. Yep. Him lunging into shot mm-hmm. suddenly. And I felt they went back to it. It was pretty obvious that Zito knew Zito's directorial skills were a bit better yep. um, than the previous director's. He just had a better sort of understanding, but also he'd had 25 million slasher movies to look at to, mm. to work out what worked and what didn't. Yeah, because it was already running out of steam at this point. So well, the, whole, the whole thing was on the way out yeah. by 84. Yeah. As I said before, Corey Feldman is really good. Crispin Glover. <laughs> I mean, he's weird as they come in it. Yeah. But, but that stuff awesome. between him and Ted. Yeah. It's piss funny. And mainly because of him. And it's actually quite... Like... It's actually quite kind of natural. Yeah, the back and forth between them is is quite good, but you can imagine if it was just another cut-rate bloke who didn't end up going on to another career, didn't end up going on to a career, it wouldn't have worked so well. Yeah. But Glover is just... I mean, he's... He's, he's a weird his, unit. His insecurities and his obvious kind of dismay that the bloke's <laughs> calling him the dead fuck and all this sort of stuff like the way he puts it on it's it's fucking it's interesting you want to see those I mean that sequence where they're all skinny dipping and he rips out the old uh, sorry yeah. we have no suits <laughs> he gets that and then because Ted's there kind of beaming and he's yeah. looking like there's nothing changed about his expression oh no no uh, we have no suits but then the funnier bit is Ted nudes up quick as soon as they go skinny dipping time. Yeah. And by the time the scene ends, all you see is Glover standing at the water's edge with his strides around his ankles and that's about it, you know? Also, like, you know, as I said, you can tell he's bothered. Like, he actually looks legitimately bothered by the kind of the, the quips that are coming out. And the bit, you know, when the chick walks into the, into the kitchen and he's there going, he thinks that's funny. He thinks that's a funny thing that he's doing. Like, it's just... He's su- he's super interesting on the screen. You yeah. want to see more of him, and he, like it's not it's not a well developed character or anything. No, no it's he doesn't his... really have anything. It's just no. that, oh, his girlfriend, him and his missus split up. Yeah, and but that's it. It speaks to him as as an actor making that that kind of character. Yeah, interesting and probably the one I wanted to see on screen the most. <laughs> Imagine he was the final bloke. <laughs> 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 oh, <my God. laughs> the but, dance, the dance is an old time. It one. We'll get to that. But, oh, oh, I'll definitely try and find that clip. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. No, we have no suits. <laughs> For me personally, Ted White is the best Jason. Mm. He's big. He's intimidating. There's a real aggression to what he does. Yeah, everything's done the, with purpose. I think know? the direction helped that. I think the direction helped it, but as you said, there's shots like, for example, the hitchhiker. Mm. You see when he grabs her by the head, I was like, shit, he's really giving her... Yeah. <laughs> she probably would have come out of that with a few bloody bruises. And yeah, like, he grabs her quite hard, but I guess the thing about him is he's very sort of aggressive, and Jason, 
He doesn't have those ticks and stuff that like a Kane Hodder has, mm. which you know makes gives Kane Hodder an interesting look to his Jason. Yeah, but it also that he brings into it. It um, as you've pointed out before, it kind of hurt in a way because they try to show Jason too much at times. Yeah, it didn't happen in this one. Yeah, so he's barely seen. Yeah, he's seen in short bursts. Usually in darkness. Yeah. Um, he's not seen in, in um, light very often. Yeah. Towards the finale, it picks up a little bit and you see him a lot more. Um, and I just love that bit where he, he bashes through the window and grabs Tommy mm. and gets the um, hammer in the neck and yep. he just kicks the fucking door open and throws it at him. Yeah. It's just everything about – and the look on his – like the, just the, the way he's standing, it's like, you know – yeah, much more menacing. Yeah, I, I basically want to kill you. you yeah, know, like it, it was. It's, there's a real sort of um, menace and aggression to it that I don't think has been portrayed in any of the others. The closest it, that probably came to it is Derek Mears. I think Mears was close. You know, he was very aggressive as well, mm. um, and the fact that he could run. I mean, Jason does run in this. I think doesn't he? Just once. Yeah, briefly. Very briefly, he chases after her. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a you know a three minute K like the Strangers or anything like that. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's not the short steps into the long strides loping. (laughs) Loping. Short burst fitness. That one. (laughs) Yeah. Special effects. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Savini. I actually think this is Savini at the top of his game. This is possibly his best work. I initially thought the Prowler. Was better, but I think that these are very good. Hmm. Especially things like when he gets cut in the hand, yeah, and stuff like that. They just—it all looks really good. The head at the end, even just... that. Yeah, the one thing that I will say about the head, and I'm not knocking it because I felt that once again they were kind of stretching the boundaries of what yeah. they could do. Yeah. So that the animatronics are in it. Yep. But you could have done away with them. Mm. It actually looked a little worse because of the animatronics. Yeah, it looked a bit funny, but. As per usual, they didn't overdo it. Yeah, a couple of quick shots. Second. Yeah, a couple of quick shots, and that's it. And plus, the deaths are inventive. I, I like the one where he cuts the bloke's throat with the surgical hacksaw and then twists his fucking oh, head around. That was just yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that it's it seems realistic. Yeah, and yeah. we'll just toss in a little but bit. Of, yeah, it started like the standard old yeah slash slash your throat or whatever. But then yeah, the extra little twist of the head again. It's really quick, but just that half second of shit. You know, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> and he picks the girl up, puts her up against the wall, jams the pair of scissors in her. Yeah, and then he goes and just ran, pulls it down. Yep. And I just thought, again, there's a little bit of brutality to it. This is something we talked about with the Prowler. Mm-hmm. And I feel Zito and Savini probably brought the similar type of stuff to this one. Yep. I really, really, I've got a negative to bring up part about him at the morgue. Mm. But the one that I love is him being put in the freezer and you just see his breath for a second. As the door's closing, you see... Yeah. So you know he's alive. Yes. A really cool way of doing it. Yeah. Well, um, that's the thing. All all it takes is just a little bit of, little bit of inventiveness, and it, it makes all the difference. Rather than this just sort of run of the mill. I mean, a lot of this was still run of the mill stuff, but just those small differences elevate it a little bit more. You know. Agreed. I must say, um, just going back to the guy with the surgical axle. My Axel is a fucking world-class penis. Oh, <laughs> he man. makes the Crystal Lake scumbag list. Oh, look, I didn't, you know, not going into the, not, not wanting to go too far into the dislikes already, but what, 
like, why is everyone that works at a morgue just a fucking emotionless fucking scumbag? <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know... But why are no, always talking about fucking having sex with corpses and oh, stuff? Because he makes God. Similar, similar job. Yeah. But thankfully, he's cut off partway yeah. through it. I mean, it's just... Obviously, you've got to have some, some emotional things that will allow you to deal with saying dead bodies, but does it mean you just, you're, you're, you're no empathy, yeah. you're just a prick of a human, you've got no hygiene, you'll put a fucking sandwich on a dead body. <laughs> come on, that's how come everyone in bloody Crystal Lake had gastro in the next film. <laughs> you didn't even have your gloves on, you muppet. <laughs> Do you know where that sandwich came from? Came from? Fucking Crystal Lake Grocers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee ya. Bloody Harold. Yeah, we're tracing it. Harold's bloody pooped up, you know, everywhere. And then he's touched the bloody donuts and the... Certainly yeah, touched the, the fucking CDC's traced it back to yeah. Harold's fucking place. It's like bloody... It's like Slither, mate. You touch your deer foxes, <laughs> you, you eat your sandwich, you go to love disease. <laughs> and I tell you what, mate, I don't know what Jason's been living in around, but he's got more than love disease. <laughs> i put that sandwich anywhere near him. he's got the... He's got an immune system made of steel. He's, he's, he gets none of this. Put down some fucking greaseproof paper or something. There's a minimum on top of yeah. it. Put your sandwich on your desk, you <laughs> dirty prick. At I least. Have a tissue and put your sandwich on that. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. The bloody hygiene in Crystal Lake. I, I Just never... Unbelievable. <laughs> I actually thought the interactions between the Jarvises... Was were quite good. They were only brief, but just those little sequences where we first meet Tommy and his mum's talking to him, and then Trish comes in and they do the Jarvis sandwich. I just liked all that. It just gave them a little bit of yeah. personality. More hygienic sandwich than the other one. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. That's very badly <laughs> One of them's probably shopped at Christmas. Yeah, like they're, all, they're all living people. They're not bloody dropping our sandwich on top of them. I yeah, I like the brother sister thing. Like the kind of yeah. the protective sister and Tom. As you said, Tommy's got this kind of man of the house responsibility almost, but yeah. he's still Ten. just a young kid, you know. So yeah, I was pretty happy with that yeah. sort of setup. Those interactions were brief, but they were. They just did enough. And you don't get, like... I mean, it's the reason why that character kept getting brought back, I reckon, is because they set up something good in this one and something that we hadn't seen a lot of and people wanted to see more of it. They wanted to follow the story, you know? So... <laughs> they, they then hashed it and followed. Yeah, yeah, they messed it and up. And the bloke was reverse Benjamin Buttony. <laughs> <laughs> he went from bloody child to grandpa. <laughs> In one film. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I, as we said before, the interactions between Jimmy and Ted. Brilliant. The whole computer thing, the dead fuck <laughs> stuff. They actually got a couple of laughs. Yeah. I really like that bit where he's like, there is no computer. I, ah, there is no Betty. <laughs> and he's like, and, and you can see Glover, it's kind of, he's kind of like going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was again. It was. It was. Um. It was elevated. And the whole bit where he sticks his hand out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dead that fuck. was great. Yeah, that stuff. That, that I think that was the part in the kitchen. Yeah, where he turns around, he's got his hand out there, and Glover's there. Going, he thinks that's funny. He thinks that's a funny thing. He's oh, doing. Or the sequence when they're walking along in the woods with all the girls and that in front of him, and Ted's got his headphones on. And he goes. I think I should call Betty when I get... And he's like, no, 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 you don't want to... That's a real dead fuck thing to do. And, and everyone turns around and goes, 
It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I just enjoyed that. They felt like two mates. Yeah. You know, ragging on each other. Exactly. And it's got, that's, that's, that's what. You miss some of that in some of the other ones. Like yeah. some of the, the guys, like Ted's, a, Ted's an absolute dick, but he's more he's more amusing <laughs> with, with the interactions with him and Chris, Chris yeah, and yeah. Lower. It's more amusing than the standard old jock that you get in in some of the other ones. And or the two greasers with the broken grease. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, I believe we posited the fan theory that they wipe their backside with their socks or something. They get stuck on the side of the road. <laughs> I think that's a given. Yeah, Jason doesn't exist. It's just Paul Hodgson's <laughs> killing everyone in Crystal Lake. Yeah, Jason's just a fucking haze of bloody dysentery or something, just sweeping across the landscape. <laughs> um, one of my favourite sequences was actually Tommy looking out the window mm. at the girl across the way. And she's getting undressed and in comes... And he's getting all excited. And I'm thinking to myself, this is purely, purely relatable. Yeah, well, any 10-year-old's probably been... It's probably... Uh, nothing says 80s film like, uh, you know, watching your neighbour get undressed through the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing he's missing was a set of binoculars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had, what, Monster Squad did the same yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not the best look, but he, the way he's... Um, it's yeah, His reaction to it... Yeah, yeah. Is... He's kind of funny. Sort of preteen. Yeah, it's kind of funny, and then his mum comes in and kind of, yeah. you know, shuts it down. And he's yeah, it's 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 a funny sort of scene. Not uh, yeah, not one that I. I'm glad we don't see too much of that sort of shit. No, that's sort of just gone now. But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get to the real meat. My favourite like of the film, Jimmy's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> What is going on there? I don't know. It, Didn't he insist that they were they were they were doing the clubs? They were doing that in the club. I don't know what clubs he was going to, <laughs> or what he was on when he was in those clubs, and what what it was doing to his vision and his perception. And um, yeah. he looks like he's having a fucking convulsion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like being prodded with a bloody like a, a cattle prod or something. He's kind of just just jerking him like. It's interesting stuff. <laughs> uh, would you reckon it was like the Macarena? It kind of swept the nation. Yeah, yeah, swept the nation, of course. <laughs> it would have swept the nation in '84, <laughs> and it'd been out of uh, out of clubs by '85. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have lasted too long. You wouldn't think so. Uh, the other thing I liked about Jimmy, I actually liked that he ends up getting the girl. Um, yeah, he ends up sleeping with the girl. Yeah, because he's the awkward kind of weird character who seems totally kind of his self-esteem's in the toilet and he's constantly questioning his own skills and what sort of bloke he is and Ted's meant to be the cool guy who kind of knows what's going on yeah he is striking out all over the place yeah it seems in a way it seems like a bit of a response to the other Fridays as well, like the, the, who the girls end up with and what type of girl ends up with what type of guy, and it's yeah. kind of funny to see that happen. But yeah, it was it was by extension too. It was when Ted's sitting there and all on his own on the couch, you sit there laughing and go, "Yeah, that's what would happen because you're a fucking you're, you're a pain in the ass." Um, he's got his own set of problems that I'll bring up later, yes. <laughs> just quietly. Yep. Um, he may also join the scumbag list. Yes. The my probably favourite set of kills 
was the girl getting speared through the raft. And yeah, that was like one. taking one in the jug. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was my favourite. Oh, I didn't watch that. <laughs> I mean, it was brutal, though. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, my, my favourite was, uh, funnily enough, I don't know why, but the, the axe through the door. Yeah, that was cool. That was, a, yeah, it was Look, just I mean, kind of unexpected. You expected him to be coming from behind her, and then yeah. the door just kind of explodes, and she stumbles back. Yeah, it's just, Look, look as you said, I mean, you'd have to be right on the money with it. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. I mean, you can see through doors, of course, but um, it's it was just unexpected. Yeah, it was. Know? It actually took you by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, the bloke getting it in the junk, though. Holy shit. Yeah. Ooh. Could do without seeing too much of that. Oh, we can do without seeing him in his daisy jukes, though, because, quite frankly, <laughs> those are fucking, you know, stomach high. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Jason had to speed him in the crotch, he would have probably got yeah. a spat for us. I, <laughs> I think they, rather than uh, daisy jukes, they were supposed to be kind of jorts. <laughs> And he just pulled them up too high, so they looked like they were. Hey, he's already, were, he's already um, crushing his nuts yeah. with his shorts. They were tickling his armpits. <laughs> <by the, laughs> he was like Van Damme. <laughs> he's got his shorts from the Van Damme collection, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they'd be on the same shelf that you find the uh, action jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's not action shorts, though, I can tell you. <laughs> You are not getting a high yeah, kick. That's, that's, not, that's not getting any action. At shots. best, you can sweep the leg. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I actually kind of liked, um, and I, it was actually kind of a little bit out of place, I will say that, because it didn't quite fit in with Jason's usual movements in this film and in the previous ones, but that he goes to Rob's camp and destroys the gun and the map mm. and then leaves. Yep. It kind of felt like he was taunting him or toying with him or something like that. Yeah. It kind of felt like it would have fit in the remake. Bit of pre-planning from Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's got a gun. <laughs> Better go over there and sort that out. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just one of those things that separates this from the other ones. You don't see as much of that that sort of stuff in the other ones. And it's quite um, a cool shot where Rob looks back over and just sees him yeah. disappearing into the, the trees. Yep. Although, you know, Jason hasn't been seen for fucking 30 years or whatever. Everyone that does see him... Dies. Dies. But an artist- oh, but you've managed to capture... <laughs> No, no, no. I think there's an artist impression of young Jason, isn't there? I actually yeah, there's the artist impression of young Jason from the description, I believe. Yeah, because um, I remember thinking he had a fucking clipping that had a, a picture of Jason. That's <laughs> in part five. Is it part five? They've got a photo, a close-up photo of Jason about to throw something. Holy they? shit! Yeah, where'd you get that? Yeah, exactly, bit of action photography yeah, going yeah, on yeah. there. Just stand there, look, crush his throat. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's it. I, I actually really liked, you mentioned Tommy, but I, f- I forgot about this when you were talking about it, but the fact that he's into masks. And things, yeah. It's obviously, you know, pretty handy for where they go with the ending, but it's a nice little nod to Savini and the kind of horror geeks and yeah. that sort of made this stuff happen and, and took it to where it was. So like, basically, those those guys were the reasons it was making money. And, yes. And so I, I kind of like that little nod. Yeah, so did I. It was just, it was a, because at that point, special effects people were starting to have a very big impact, like they were Mm. becoming celebrities almost. Despite his skills being uh, fucking superior to, (laughs) superior to a lot of Hollywood (laughs) films. Yeah, I don't know where or how he was making them like that. No, no. But I just thought it was a cool, like it was kind of like a little bit of kind of nerd stuff. 
Yeah. You know, horror nerd stuff. Yeah. Corkscrew in the hand, followed by the meat cleaver to the face. Gold. Talk about copping it. (laughs) That's copying it. Yes. And I did kind of like the irony of, where's the corkscrew, you know? Where's that fancy corkscrew where you whack into his hand? And again, Jason sort of just coming out of nowhere. Like, you didn't know he was there. You knew he was coming somewhere, but... Once again, the old classic, there's a bomb, we all know it, but when does it go off? Mm. And that was perfectly pitched. Yep. Same with the girl in the raft. They did a similar thing with the girl in the raft. Yeah. She's in the raft. Well, they um, stretched that out for quite a while. I'd like to know why we're in the raft. Yeah, look, I've, been, up, I've been upset a few times in my life, but I've never stripped down <laughs> naked and jumped in the nearest lake. That's happened. Especially on what looks to me like it looks a little bit little bit chilly. <laughs> it also kind of looks like a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> when um, when um, Daisy Duke's out there getting in, he, he puts his he steps in some muck and then has to yeah, take yeah. his shoes off and yeah. hop and hopping around. Yeah, like he's hopping around. <laughs> I, I think it's um, if I saw the boat even if I was considering getting on the, on the water and I see the boat out that far I'm kind of going uh, fuck this I'm not well, going in the I'm water I'm looking around and, and seeing if I can locate the open end of a sewerage pipe <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm assuming yeah. this is. <laughs> she also, the way she gets there too, she starts stripping down before she's out of the lake. It's almost like that's the first, what am I going to do? I'm going to nude up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go outside and brood and sit down somewhere and, and cry. I'm going to nude up yeah. and go out to the nearest, like, oh, there's a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bugger just, you know, kicking the dirt and feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> I'm going to get my clothes off and jump into the water. Dude, I'm gonna go one step further with copying it. The bloke who gets his fucking face squished against the tiles in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, far <out>. Yeah. <laughs> it was just nasty. It was all around. nasty, and that's it. a couple of these ones had that element to them. They weren't as silly as some of the other ones. They were kind of just like, oh shit, <laughs> that's that's. And a I bit really nasty. liked the, the shot of he's talking to the bike going, oh, Paulie, I dropped the soap, do you want to get in here? And you just see that they show a shot of from inside the shower and it's one of those um, pearled shower screens so you can't see through it. Yeah. And you can just see Jason sort of step up to it and then he just puts his hand through there. Yeah, but, geez, that bloke, mate. <laughs> <You never laughs> he's all the face squashed in. <laughs> and, again, it sort of comes, it's kind of over the top, but it's not, like, it's, it's, it's a weird mix mm. of realistic and not. And it also shows that aggression, you know, because he's fucking jamming his fingers into his face. Yep. Going back a little bit, the intro where you were talking about the barn where the ambos turn up and sort of clear the scene, when the hand falls off the gurney and scares the, the ambulance workers there, I was looking at that going, fuck, I'm not really used to the Friday films trading in these type of subtle kind of, you yeah, know, subtle films. It was, uh, it was a nice little surprise because you're expecting him to basically get up off there almost. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that it, it's kind of just a quick, oh, and then, you know, they, as you said, they clear the And they do it twice. Well, they, 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 they do it in the... They, they, they jump to it twice, which is a mistake. Yes. They shouldn't have bothered. Me. I thought the first one was quite quite good. Yeah, the first one worked really well. The second one didn't. Mm. Because of the way the shot's framed with the second one is right near her bare legs and you just know his hand's going to come out. Yeah. So they kind of went a little slightly overboard. They should have ditched that second one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the first one works really well because, once again, you were trading on the fact that the other films, he, like in part three, got up immediately after he'd been 
killed. Mm. Or allegedly killed. Yep. And so this one traded a little bit on that. Yeah. Saying he might just get up here. Oh, no, he's not. Yeah, which is, what I think, Zito's touch there, probably. Yeah. He's, he's smart enough to ring a couple of extras out of that. Yeah. I also, I don't know why, but I love a hitchhiker that's uh, finding the going so tough that they take the time to ride fuck off on the, on the back of the side. How many, how many rides do you think you've been, you know, how many people have driven past before you think, oh, bugger this, I'm riding fuck off on the back I've had a rough trot. I'm getting a bit of revenge. Yeah. Look, the final chase and battle with Jason is quite good. Yeah. It works for the most part. Yep, pretty, Jeez, pretty nicely contained in the house. and They don't quite go as overboard as they did in 3. Yeah. With him being hung and all those things that they did in 3, which I like too. I actually enjoyed 3's ending as well. I think they got the battle right they, and the chase right. And a lot of the Fridays do. They actually get that bit right. Mm. This one is a little more contained because it's between the two houses and they do use... Zico uses a lot of sort of sequences where Jason's kind of trying to attack her but she's swinging a machete and he's kind of... He's actually a little bit on edge on Jason. He's sticking his hand out trying to sort of get in there. And I like that. I actually... Once again, that sort of partial human element to him. Yeah. There's also a little... He doesn't want to get fucking... He doesn't want to get hit. There's also a little bit of stunt work in this one. Like, obviously, there's some in the previous ones, but there seemed to be a little bit more in this. You know, people... Girl getting thrown out the window. Thrown out the window. There was two people out the window. Yeah, and she jumps out the window. One jumps out the window, and then Jason busting through the window. Like, I kind of like that little touch to it. Yeah. She does give him a bit of curry, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she cuts his hand. Yeah. She puts the TV on his head. Yes. Um, And then she belts him in the chest. Yeah. With the machete. Look, I'm not walking that off. <laughs> no, no. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a... It was a nice little medium where Jason's obviously not quite superhuman yet. No. Where he gets to, but he's still... He's but he's still gonna, He's still going to take, take, some, take some beating, you know? Yeah. That's right. He's not 100% human. Yeah. But he's not like... Part it's six. not Uber Jason just yet. <laughs> yeah, where, say part six where he yeah. he he just can't be killed. He doesn't really get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's shot a thousand. Which I also like. I like, yeah, I like where six went. Yeah, but this one has its own set of kind of uh, set of things that work about it. I like the idea that Tommy shaved his head to go for the young Jason look. And it actually had little echoes of Ginny's kind of harkens, harkens back to yeah. It kind of harkens back sweater. to mum. Yeah, and I like that. I mean, Christ, he shaved his head in record time. Record time, mate. I've shaved my head with a razor before. It doesn't happen that quickly, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he should have come down with, like, all these nicks. Yeah, if you still have it that quickly, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, Jason. Uh, <laughs> he's already lost a fucking litre of blood from the top of his head. Jason, call the ambulance. <laughs> Trish, call the ambulance. <laughs> I actually... Now, this is going to sound a bit silly, but Rob, I Rob. like, I like, there's, there's some, there's some things about Rob that come into the dislike territory, <laughs> for Money sure, in particular. for sure, so I like Rob, not necessarily as a character, but almost as like a, a, a representation of one of the things you love about the series, is in that the ridiculous timeline involving Rob leads to all this discussion and these fucking silly theories that get put <laughs> out there and this this kind of banter and back and forth chat about 
how the fuck is Rob out there doing what he's doing after what two days or yeah, whatever yeah. of his sister being missing? And but I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that you can go back to these and ask a few questions about. There's been so many films and so many silly things happen that it lends itself to going back and having a laugh and a chat and you know. See, to me, you didn't need the idea of him being Sandra's brother. Well, to why me, couldn't he have just been, could have just been a guy who was camping? <laughs> but then again, he then provides the... The backstory for Jason. Have, I mean, they were living in Crystal Lake, Jared. They would have got the Crystal known. Lake Gazette. Well, how come he's got a copy of the paper and they don't? They live in the fucking town. I know. Well, I assume it's Crystal Lake, is it? I mean, he purports to say... Enough. He purports to say, oh, well, I didn't realise there were people so deep in the woods. Well, if he's not... If he's if he's around there... What, you can't get a paper delivered? It's, <laughs> it's in the general region of Crystal Lake. Well, you can pick it up from the bloody news agent. <laughs> well, go I can get it dropped to your PO box when you drive into the Crystal Lake bloody grocery store or whatever. When you go and visit Harold and get your paper with a bloody <laughs> trace of feces on it. <laughs> yeah, look, I look, I kind of liked Rob in the sense that he actually worked as a kind of like a... In a way, you're always conditioned to know that in these films, certainly back in the early 80s when they were making The Fridays, mm. that it was always a final girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But in this one, Rob seemed up to the task. Yes. You know, like he came prepared. He had weaponry. He was a biggish guy, you know. And you're thinking, well, maybe this is our guy. Yeah. But he gets taken out. Wet the side. Swept aside very quickly by Jason. And then you realise, oh, shit, you know. Once again, that aggressive tone of Jason puts Rob to the sword yeah. in quite a nasty fashion yep. that you, you realise that Trish is in the real shit. Yeah. Here. And I think, I mean, Rob's got, um, I mean, he's, his presence has felt down the line in the remake because I don't think yeah. the main character is looking for his sister if there's no Rob in the series. Possibly, yeah. And, you know, Rob is still a talking point. Because of that silly timeline. I love that. You know, so it's kind of... It, it, that's why I like looking back on this and having a laugh when he starts talking about his sister and how much information and how much, how prepared he is when really he barely... Wouldn't have time to pack his well, bag. The news wouldn't have been broken to him just yet, probably. <laughs> he's still processing He's still processing it. Yeah, he's gotten past the grief stage pretty quickly. He's, he's straight to action. He's a man of action. They were action genes, so I guarantee. <laughs> oh, oh, no doubt. He also had them rolled up and tucked into his socks, <laughs> which, which, look, no matter how you slice it, that's smart. <laughs> For riding a bike and or hiking in the wilderness. <laughs> it's true. Rob comes prepared. <laughs> Jason's death, I think the best one of the series. He cops it. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's like they, they put him out. And they put him out well, and... I mean, they cut his animatronic head right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Tommy going to town on him. Yeah, the twitching fingers. I love the way he actually... Um, it's, it, yeah, it's only a short piece, but again, I think he, if you looked a bit deeper into Tommy's characterisation, it would have worked really well. He's hugging his sister, he looks down, sees and he just pushes her away in this, like, rage, and mm. whack, you know, starts giving it to him. And I thought, once again, it's kind of this protection, man of the house type of thing. Yeah. You know, I have to protect them. But now he's gone a bit tropo yeah. whilst he's done it. 
I love the fact that the doctor's talking to her going, look, you know, anyone under those circumstances, you know, needs to protect himself. He would have done exactly that. I'm thinking, fucking hope he would have. Yeah. Like, that bloke would be dismembered. Yeah, yeah. And dumped in the marshy bog outside. Yeah. <laughs> if I was involved. Jesus. Yeah, I dumped him in that fucking swamp we call Crystal Lake. Yeah, the cops just go... Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, he's not coming out of there. <laughs> Probably already disintegrated by now. I also love, I actually really like the way they kind of played the old classic final end of film kind of, we might be a sequel. Yeah. Just with him kind of looking up and yep. looking. Which they do, they basically copy in the next one. Yeah. To a point. To a point, yeah. But, I mean, look, yes, they fucked it up. But... <laughs> <laughs> I understand like it was a really nice way to say we might be back a year later we were back you walk out of this one into the next one oh Friday Five's out and we're talking about we're talking about Reggie the Reckless and all those guys in about, in about ten months time oh damn it you <laughs> Uh, it wasn't the enchiladas, mate. <laughs> it was where it was when you stopped and shook hands and hair on the grass. Yeah, um, where you play Russian roulette, you put one bullet in the chamber. <laughs> Demon puts five in there. He's got pizza. He's got tacos. He's got enchiladas. I mean, for God's sake, man! <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, you know what it's None like. None of that is these, good for you. Yeah, you know what it's like around these parts. You're playing with fire, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any other likes, mate? No, that was pretty much it for me. Okay. Yeah, me too. There was uh, a lot. Yeah, there's hell of a lot. That's why you get four out of five. That's why you get four out of five. Uh, Not because dislikes. we're a pair of idiots who <laughs> like silly movies. Mate, there are people who are listening to this who are on the exact same page. Yeah, true. Axel's comment about the girl, oh. it felt like something out of Halloween. Yeah. The, the Rob Zombie remake. Yep. In fact... A similar sequence happens in Halloween 2. Yeah. But this is more played for comedic comedy purposes, yeah. which I also didn't it particularly like. Work. I mean, you can get characters in it that you don't care for without making them this, <laughs> this bad. And ter- they turn you off so much. Because he, he turns around and he goes, uh, oh, you just go over there and you take your pants off. And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. It didn't help that this guy played Fackler in Police Academy. <laughs> 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 so he kind of had that deadpan kind of comedic stuff about him. Yeah, it's just... It didn't work. Nah. And score one for the scumbag list. Exactly. I'm also... Look, I'm querying Haddonfield about this too, but... It, <laughs> the the um, nursing practices in Crystal Lake. Who the fuck is supervising these people? They just walk off the job whenever they feel like it. They just fucking wander around the hospital. I don't think they're actually doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need... Look, there's going to be an audit at Haddonfield and Crystal Lake and you guys are in some shit. I'm well, Haddonfield's got bigger fish to fry because they didn't even start the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Far out. It's a skeleton crew there. You can probably get away with that. But I'm sure Crystal Lake is well staffed. And look, why is it that every hospital someone's having a root something? <laughs> yeah. You know? Especially in the morgue. That's a turn That's not the point. At least they had a spa in Haddonfield. We might have been a hydrotherapy spa. There might have been some dead skin floating there. It's not a whole dead person. Yeah, but those those hydrotherapy pools are basically, you know, 10,000 degrees. That stuff doesn't live. Exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah, get you. There are other people. 
patience you haven't got time for a quick one no, honestly in the time that they've wandered around the hospital and you know had a little dalliance and then moved on to somewhere else someone's died someone has died on your watch <laughs> yeah code code green to the uh, yeah to the operating theatre oh don't worry oh, they don't need me right now yeah they bloody race out there they're pulling their pants up oh don't worry yep, <laughs> we're there in a tick um I personally, they shouldn't have shown the sheep move on the gurney. No, because it's quite apparent. I think the uh, the, the, the idea was that you were to do it about was the best. Yes, yeah. and the idea was probably do a slight move, thinking, "Did I see that?" Yeah. But they, it's such a substantial move. I mean, yeah. it's like he goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he basically stretches. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't need it. Cracks the knuckles. You didn't need it because. The breath was enough to say Jason's back. Yep. And in fact, the longer you wait to get to that, the better it is. Because we all know Jason's coming back, but when? Yeah. When is he going to get up? Mm-hmm. So to me, that was a bit of a bit of an error. I never asked this before, but I watched it today. <laughs> what, what you conveniently forgot this? <laughs> Why is Pamela Voorhees buried on the side of the road? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the bloody town players in Crystal Lake and fuck that. Just up. jump right over there. That's, that's <laughs> got to be a footpath in a few years' time. <laughs> like, just jump right over there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Should we do Honestly, oh, yeah. where the headstone was, their fucking toes would have been on the road. <laughs> Buried under the road. Isn't there supposedly a mistake in that? I don't know. Possibly. I can't what remember is it? what like it was. Something about her. place or something? No, something about her date of birth. It was going to get hit by a car that swerved off the plane. Who's putting a small cemetery there? Well, because there are other headstones. There is, it is a very small cemetery. But the 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 little fence is like butted up against the road. It's not the best place for it. Someone's going to crash in there. All right, look. Where did the twins come from? Where? I don't know. Did they escape from the Unger Institute of Mental Health? <laughs> oh, Is it possible that they're escapees? Oh, I don't know. They nymphomaniacs, mate. There's plenty of them. There's a dozen nymphomaniacs in there. There's... <laughs> It's quite possible. <laughs> As we become, they, they, come, they come along on their bicycles and they get matching clothes and whatever. From what we're, from what Rob has led us to believe, you wouldn't be able to find fucking one set of clothing <laughs> in, in where they're living as opposed to two matching sets, but you found them. Rob's telling us he didn't think anyone would live this deep in the woods, but they're cycling around with fucking, you know, just wherever There are no bears like. in these woods, just twins. No, that's it. <laughs> just sets of twins on bikes. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they came from, and I'm not even sure if it's even mentioned in their interaction with everyone. No, not really. I don't know. I don't think they say, listen, we came from up the road, we've got a house around the road, we broke out of a mental hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <he> just <laughs> For some reason, the psychologists believe that infomania is a <laughs> serious psychological disease. Well, they're pretty pretty uh, quick to move on uh, Crispin Glover, so yeah. you might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, but who wouldn't be? <laughs> We can see him baking out his version of the bag of Raider. Yeah. 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 Can't answer that question. I can't answer it either. The the Rob timeline, like I mentioned that I do like it in some aspects <laughs> because it's part of the reason why Look, I'm going it's back to the series. Yeah, it, it's laughable, but it's also a reminder that um, 
a huge reminder that those things were never high up and they were just cheap money grabbers and the riders could not give <laughs> two fucks about going back to check on the timeline and understand that perhaps their is movie there was that only three days. Is there a time lapse, though, that we were unaware of? I don't think so. Because there's a very ugly, very poor cut when Jason kills the girl with the pair of scissors in the in the mall, mm-hmm. obviously for slacking off, yeah. <laughs> slacking off on the job. That's the order. This is the beginning of the order. <laughs> gutter. But then it suddenly, really jarringly cuts to Trish and Mrs. Jarvis running around, running in, on in the in the foothills. Mm. And is there a time lapse there? <sighs> I mean, I'd like to see a line old. that says two months later. Well, I prefer to say no because it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume, yeah, there isn't. I just think it was, as I said, the nature of these films. They whip them together that hastily. <laughs> nobody checked. Because I've got another issue with some perhaps missing footage. Right. Um, but before I get to that, I'm adding another man to the scumbag list. When Teddy tries to force himself on one of the twins... Yeah. It's, not that's why you're by yourself, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about dead fucks. Yeah. Head fuck with. Yeah, yeah exactly. the bloke's a tool. I know what they were trying to go with, which was Crispin Glover's the, the, the neurotic Costanza type, and this guy's the cool guy, but he then strikes out, and he, does, he strikes out because he's got no... You know, he keeps trying to... Oh, yeah, you, know, you want to give Teddy Bear a kiss? You know, yeah. that's his line. Yep. But this. No, surprisingly, no one does, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, and they were trying to sort of get him to that point where he's stoned off his buddy, yeah, he's gored, yeah. he's watching old home movies, but it, it just doesn't look good. No. I mean, look, again, that was the 80s. Those yes. films had a bit of that sort of stuff. Yep. But it's, yeah, I can do without it. Yep. I mean,. Now, this is my last bit that I don't quite understand. There's a sequence where Mrs. Jarvis just comes home mm-hmm. from God only knows where. Well, I don't know what she's been doing. And Tommy and Trish have gone somewhere that is also not explained. Yeah. So where where was everyone? I don't know. Is this scene's been cut out? I'm not sure. I am not sure. (laughs) Because she just comes rolling in, it's dark. She's in a tracksuit, I assume she was running? She was doing a lot of running. What, like like all afternoon? (laughs) Probably. Did she run the entire circumference of (laughs) Crystal Lake? (laughs) Because she's been out all day. (laughs) And Tommy and Trish have disappeared for reasons I don't... That's never explained. Mm. No, things to do. Very busy. <laughs> well, I'm going to go and find some some uh, materials to make all these you know, high quality monster masks. We're going to go to the fucking Crystal Lake, um, <laughs> Crystal Lake funny shop. shop. Pick up latex. Pick yeah. up all this sort of stuff. Oh uh, god! Yeah, it's just it, it's quite jarring because it doesn't have it doesn't. And I know this is the reason why we love these films. We don't particularly care yeah, where this yeah. has went. But it's fun to ask the question. Yeah, it's always fun to ask the question in hindsight. And sometimes it's like. Well, that doesn't really work at all, does it? Um, it didn't hurt the timeline. No. It's just that she, she well, disappeared. Well, the was fucked already. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just cut to her sitting on the couch watching telly and then the, the lights go out? 
you know, like the one I don't know. Because she's a jogger. But now, <laughs> yeah, she's out, bloody punching out 40k. <laughs> <laughs> she's training for a fucking ultra marathon. Wouldn't that have been piss funny? She sees Jason and then she just breaks, breaks <laughs> out again. <laughs> you see them like a Benny Hill sketch around Crystal Lake. <laughs> and Jason's following. He's not. He's absolutely bugging. Because let's face it, he's not getting his cardio in. No, he's no. Got kids around. No. And I don't think he's getting. You know, I don't think he's getting the, the proper energy. He's not getting the PB and J sandwiches before his long run. He's probably just eating the bloody the nearest road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before he comes across some kind of bloody dead animal and thinks, "Yeah, well, that'll have to do." I guess. I mean, look, I've never seen a bloke who feasts on on animal carcasses to be so large. No, <laughs> like, no, he's there's obviously a lot of protein in that, whatever he's eating. He's got plenty of protein. Yeah, plenty he's, of protein. Look, he might have knocked off a few protein bars, maybe some gels yeah. from the local bloody yeah, grocer. Yep. And he's running wild, he's fucking he's a big boy. Maybe he's working out. I don't I don't maybe know. he's bench pressing logs or something. It possibly is. But I just I, that stuff just sort of threw me out a little bit. Because mm. it's kind of like Trish and Tommy disappear for quite a period. Yeah. They're actually gone for a gone for decent portion. You don't see them for ages. And it's because they're sending up the the kids mm. at the at the teens at the other house. Yes. There was also no real information as to who owned the home next door or why. Well, I know it's irrelevant. It's an Airbnb, <laughs> but yeah, Rob's going down this there's, there's, I didn't believe anyone lived out in the woods this deep. Oh, and there's also a mob next to us as well as a house next to us as yeah, well. Yeah, it's know? full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a little bit of info there. Possibly yes. a throwaway line could have worked. Possibly. My, one of my biggest dislikes is is basically what you're saying. Like Just like any other Friday film when they spend all this time to to set up a couple of kills and whatever, you just miss story and fucking toss out any kind of development and all that sort of stuff. So it does lack. It, it, it misses... In that department, as you said, I had this, the the same thing. We see bugger all the Tommy and Trish for, Trish for ages, um, and during the same stretch, I think we see Rob once, and that's when his little camp is being invaded by Jackson. He's his rubber guns being twisted. Oh, I did not. Yeah, what though? <laughs> I actually, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep recently, so I thought I'd nod it off. <laughs> That's how badly, how badly sort of oh, it shit. kind of throws you out of that knowledge of where they are. Like any good film, and I'm not saying this isn't a good film from that perspective, but any good film tries to tie up the end an- and give you the answers. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it could be a throwaway. Well, we established yeah. we, We're going off to buy latex uh, and all sorts of other things. I'm running around Crystal Lake for 10 hours. Yeah. I'm saying, look, um, we've caught that gastro that's running around Crystal Lake. There's a shortage of nurses in the hospital, so we're going to drive to the next town over. We're going to be gone for two days. Yeah. <laughs> especially, if, especially if Tommy has to yeah, take it. There's currently a, a widespread investigation at Crystal Lake Hospital about people rooting on the job. <laughs> Um, we're not prepared to take our chances there. So then we're going to go elsewhere. They also overdo the. Um, oh shit! It's Jason. Oh no, no, it's Rob. They do that three times <laughs> just with Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his boots. The, there's the boots. There's the one at his camp. They they have a shot of Rob, but then they cut to the shot of him with the machete, and they do it when Trish gets to the little camp as well. 
I think um, there might have even been another one. Yeah, Rob almost kills her. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, it's just at the very least, Rob. Well, let's be honest. Why would Jason be in your tent? <laughs> <laughs> We've already established that he's already done the gun. He's all he's done all that. He's not coming for a rest in your tent. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do pull that a couple of times. They keep showing the boots, and they think he'll go for it. But when you see his pants tucked into his socks, you assume it's not Jason. No. The other thing is, like looking back. Trish is very trusting because if there's any fucking suspicion, it's falling on the random boat <laughs> who showed up out of nowhere and he's camping in the fucking woods with a machete and a gun. <laughs> he continues to say things like, there are any kids around? <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting in the car. Oh, like, I didn't know anyone else was here. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, this, is, this guy's trustworthy. She says to him, if you ever want to come and have a shower or, you know, have somewhere to sleep, I'm thinking, Fuck, I'm telling him, on your bike. Yeah, he is, he is, he's a better dressed version of the fucking hitchhiker that shows up to the, those two idiots house in uh, part five. <laughs> mum and, mum and Junior. <laughs> he's a better bloke than that. No, no, he's not. He's just better dressed. <laughs> We're working on perceptions here. What he says is equally as disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, but the guy in five doesn't say anything. All he says is, I'll clean out the head house for a meal. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets caught watching people have sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rob at least had the courtesy not to do that. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Rob's a step above. He might not really do based on what he was saying. Seriously, Rob's a bloody top bloke in comparison to that other fella. True, Rob's probably running for mayor of Crystal Lake the second he shows up. He's going to be the character. You're right, though. You, they, they, they let this bloke come into their hut. Yeah. He could be a murderer. Exactly. He's, he's certainly raised my eyebrows. <laughs> um, I could just see it now. A hockey mask falls out of his bag in the back seat of their car. What's this? Nothing for you to worry. This is an example of what it looks like. If you see Jason, this is what he'll be wearing. <laughs> I know because of the picture that was in the paper. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. After I've laid the boot into him, uh, I've laid the boot in and about the suspicion that would be coming onto him, but my final dislike is Rob deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> he got uh, he got swept aside very quickly <laughs> while screaming, he's killing me. I actually <laughs> think quite worse. he should have taken Jason on. Mana, mana, mana. Mm. I think... It, it was a bit of a surprise what happened to him. <laughs> and hey, it hey, would have been equally surprising if it happened at the end. And it still had a made Trish and Tommy that survived. Mano, mano. Okay, he gets his head pushed off. <laughs> so be it. Yeah. But yeah, like I thought they should have thrown down a little. Yeah. Jason. That, I felt like that's where it was heading. But I guess the film had kind of showcased that Jason was extremely brutal. Yes. And aggressive. And basically, it wouldn't have mattered who you were. And I think what they were going for was, as I said before, She's in. She's in real shit. Listen, now. Rob needed closure. He'd been missing his sister for three hours now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he recently received a communique from his family telling him your sister's dead. He's like, what? <laughs> He's, he he was really just um camping for fun. <laughs> he just all having to light up. They sent him a smoke signal or something to let him know. <laughs> yeah, he looks up at the sky. Sandra's dead. <laughs> right, that's oh, it. I'm chasing down Jason. Yeah. Now, in fact, 
Did they call him Jason? Uh, he did call him Jason, I think correct? he did. I can't remember, actually. Jason you has been alive. <laughs> the real Jason has been alive for all of three days. Hmm. And yet, so hang on, his body has never turned up. So how do you know it's Jason? If you're the authorities, how do you know it's Jason? You don't. Well, the authorities wouldn't know shit because they left that barn, they picked up the body and they pissed her off. I'm telling you, that thing, the amount of damage that was done in there, that barn's been processed for days, not fucking minutes. I didn't see it picking up any corpses either. No. And I guess what I'm saying is everyone seems to call him Jason and know he's Jason. Yeah. Yet he's been alive for three days. And in yes. all of those three days, he has survived and disappeared. So how do you know it's Jason? <laughs> oh, Are you connecting know. it to a woman who got beheaded ten years ago or three years ago or whatever? Or five years ago, sorry? Because, hmm. you know, 79? Yeah. I don't know. But you see, didn't even know the son was alive. He died in the, the fucking 60s. The timeline isn't even the days of the, the, the years that the movie came out. I know. I think there's a small break between the end of one and two. Then two and three are days apart, right? And yeah, three and yeah. four are days apart. Yeah. All yeah. that happened in 19... No, no, because they catch up. What they do is they go, 79, Mrs. Voorhees murdered everyone. Yep. 81, part two came out. Yep. Um, 82 was part three and 84 was part four. And part those three days take place five years later. Yes. So they take place in 1984. Yes. So they catch up in this one. Exactly. They catch two, the timeline in. Two to four are within... Within three days. Three days. Unless there's a time lapse that I'm unaware of. Yeah. So... Well, there's, the, you know, there's, there's uh, far more in-depth investigations online. I'm sure there is. We still come up with different timelines. And I'm, I'm, as I said, I don't know how you come to the... You know, I mean, if I'm a detective... I barely even got started in three days. <laughs> I haven't questioned any witnesses. I don't know anything. I'm still fi- I haven't finished my coffee by then. I'm just opening the file. Yeah. You know, yes. like, so everyone calls him Jason and there's, there's, the article's... Plus it's in the paper Jason. too. It's the in detective's the done all the work. It's in the paper. Bang. And they kept showing those things about... And, and in fact, in this one, they show the news at yeah. the start and he doesn't call him Jason. He just says the man responsible yes. for these murders has now been killed. Correct. And yet there's an article in the wrong fucking collection. <laughs> Maybe it's self-pen. <laughs> He's got his own printing press. It's Rob's from the future. Rob's like going uh, back in time. This, this, is how, this is how part four links to Jason X. New theory. This is Rob's time traveller. Only people from the future would be smart enough to wear their socks over their jeans. <laughs> Yeah, I've come back in time to stop Jason Voorhees. Also, uh, this is perfect for riding a bike. <laughs> Which the two still on around Crystal Lake. I better let them know because they can really use this this tip. And they time travellers as well because they're both wearing the same clothes. Oh, they're coming out of some sort of wormhole. They're not they don't live anywhere. <laughs> uh, is that it, mate? Is that all you got? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Okay. Look. That's Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Look, it's a gem for me. It's a gem. I love it. It's my personal favourite Friday the 13th film. Yes. Um, but there is some problems. I will admit Just that. a few. All right. 
You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, soon to not be iTunes. Completely declined. You can find us. <laughs> um, send us an email, thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Get on there and rate and review us. Do you reckon they'll throw us out with iTunes? <laughs> yeah, top to a cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, this shit has to go. Uh, sorry, you're not invited to <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> no, I think we'll get an invite. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I think we're all right. <laughs> um, next episode, keep an eye on our Facebook page for more details. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.